Welcome in, everybody. 5280 Sports Network, 5280sportsnetwork.com. It's time for the Broncos Blitz for Monday, November 14th, 2016. I'm Jake Marsing, 5280 SN's resident Broncos beat guy, writer, columnist, host, uh, angry political tweeter the last week, it seems. (laughs) I think that's been fair. Uh, uh, that's Ryan Green joining me as always. What yes. are your titles, Ryan? Have we figured am, that out yet? I am videographer, editor, and reader of angry political tweets. I appreciate that. Yes. Um, yeah, we uh, we're here today, not in the parking lot of the UCL Training Center, actually, but in uh, the parking lot of a world of beer. Uh, <laughs> near the place where we're, people are going to think we're alcoholics if we just leave. It I think they that. already think that. Uh, yes, okay. we're, we're just confirming suspicions. Uh, no, uh, near the place where uh, Vic Lombardi does his radio show yep. and kind of down near uh, in Glendale because uh, Ryan's a busy man. We gotta we gotta make time for Ryan mm-hmm. as we do. <laughs> I'm just I'm joking. Yeah, I know. I'm I know. joking. I know. Uh, but yeah, we're here today because the Denver Broncos got a big win yesterday, 23-25 over the New Orleans Saints in a game that they really should not have won. No. Um, one decision in particular made it abundantly clear that they should not have won that game. We'll talk about it in a second. But the Broncos go to NOLA and find a way to steal one uh, against the New Orleans Saints. And when I say steal one, I mean they stole that game. Hey, hey, hey Jake, watch yourself. You're really starting to get out of bounds yeah. with what you're saying. Yeah, he was probably out of bounds. Oh, well, why Didn't it look to you like he was out of bounds? Look, the first time I saw um, <laughs> the camera angle when he was running at us... While you couldn't, like, it, there wasn't an, an angle where you were like, yeah, he's out of bounds. Uh, the angle where he's running at the camera down the sideline, I still think his foot was a little out of bounds. The fe- but I think half his right foot was out of yes, bounds. Yes, I think the, the heel went out. But at the same time, if there's no video evidence to at least overturn the call. All right, Homer. It, we're going to go, I'm going to go with the technicality, all right. all right? If it was the Saints player doing the same thing and he had white shoes and I was like, ah, there's no camera angle to really show that he was out of bounds, they're probably going to keep this, you know, I, I would have been upset, but I would have been like, yeah, it's, they're not going to overturn that. But, um, yeah, it, I mean, one hell of a win. It seems like we're getting really used to Broncos wins like this after the past two years. You know, he had Roby last year against the Chiefs. You got all of the the last minute defensive stands and all that, so it's it's been. Uh, I've, I said it last year. I would have been healthier if I picked up a smoking habit rather than watching the Broncos. Yeah. my heart feels like I've aged ten years. But a win's a win. Seven and three. They're seven and three, and of course we're talking about the crazy play at the end of this ball game where uh, the two rookie safeties, Will Parks and Justin Simmons, make their presence known on special teams. Simmons leaps over without touching uh, the line, leaps over uh, the New Orleans Saints special teams offensive line, their snapper, their long snapper, on what was an extra point attempt that would have put the Saints up. We'll talk about what led to that in a second, but Simmons jumps over the line, blocks the kick, Will Parks picks it up, runs it down the sideline, probably steps out of bounds at some point. Uh, Maybe not, maybe, maybe so. Uh, either way, I, I think the fact that they won this game, this is one of those wins that concerns me Okay, as a Broncos fan. Because because they won, you're going to be able to excuse a lot of things that happen in this ballgame. <laughs> All right, I'm glad. I'm glad I wasn't the other one that um, that. <laughs> The Broncos should not have won this game. God, no. They 
there's one decision in particular, and let's talk about this. Okay. The decision at, at, with uh, about that last Broncos possession, or the last Bronco offensive possession. Right. They, I think, had they driven at all, or was that one of the turnover? It was one of the turnover possessions. I think it was after the T.J. Ward fumble recovery. Yeah. So the Broncos have an opportunity near uh, the end zone to close the game out. They're up. Uh, 2017. Yep, they're up by a field goal. They've got a chance. If they put a touchdown in there, they're going to win the ball game. The sec- first down, second down are no good. And so you're looking at the clock, and you've got, what was it, Le- about 2.25? No, uh-huh. 2.40, I think. Maybe maybe about three minutes Okay. on the clock. Gary Kubiak's play call at that time is not to... The Saints are out of timeouts. Right. Gary Kubiak's play call at that time is not to put the ball on the ground, chew those extra 40 seconds off the clock, right. and then kick a field goal. His decision is to try and go for the score, go for the end zone. On a fade that never really looked right, it, they never connected with it, and because of that, Drew Brees winds up with the ball in his hands, down six points, yeah. With two minutes, five seconds to play. Yeah. Uh, and he does what anybody would think he would do. He led his team down the field through a freaking crazy dime touchdown pass uh, yeah. to Brandon the Cooks. smallest of windows. With a minute 22 on the clock. And the Broncos lose that game right then and there. You can't tell me that Trevor Simeon, you're thinking, is going to be able to come back with a minute and 22 and come out and find a way to score. What I mean, what about that game made you think that? Besides the opening drive uh, that they scored a touchdown on, even with all the great field position they were given by Darian Stewart and the rest of the defense, they only mustered a few. They didn't. I don't. I don't know if they scored any points on a non turnover started drive. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so that's concerning. So yeah, if the if the Saints score. They kick off. Broncos get it at the 25. I, I'm sorry. I just don't believe that, you know, I, I haven't seen anything from this offense that makes me think they would get down quickly. And I think that's a very fair point. And, uh, you know, I've seen it on Broncos Twitter that, you know, how can we, you know, <laughs> how, how, why do people think they know more than the Super Bowl winning coach? But at the same time, I mean, some of the play calling has been a little suspect this entire year. Yeah. Even going back, you know, last week they started the game, the Raiders game off with, uh, with uh, you know, four passes when they were like, hey, we should run yeah. the ball more and all here's, that stuff. Here's the thing about complaints about play calling mm-hmm. that bug me. You're not going to complain about it if it works. Right, right, right. If those That's four so passes true. are completions, yeah, yeah, you're going to say, oh, my goodness, it. how genius of Gary yeah. Kubiak. To throw them off yeah, balance with four throws. He knew the Raiders throws. wanted to stop the run. What and, a, yeah. That's why I hate that. Yeah. Media people who criticize, oh, the play calling has been subpar. That's, that's true. I'm like, what? you have no idea what you're talking about. Shut your mouth. That's true. Um, because if, if it had worked out, then you would have been fine. The one situation where I think coaches overthink things a little bit is when it comes to time management near the end of ball games. The, Gary Kubiak had no business calling a, a, a pass right. there. That, that, Even if it was a kneel down. Were, just you, to... were you angry about that? Like, as angry as I was? Like, like I felt violated <laughs> by his decision to throw that fade route instead of just running the football and killing 40 seconds. I thought... I thought no matter what, this is this is gonna stop at the two minute mark, and that's still too much time for Drew Brees. So I wasn't f- infuriated, but I was like, "What the hell was that? You know, like why wouldn't you at least 
try and run some of the clock off. If you'd run clock off, Drew Brees is never in a position to score because all of a sudden he's having to run. He's having to run a no huddle, hurry up offense. He's panicked. He's happy. I think it would have been very bad for for the Saints. I know, but I mean, um, again, they scored with a minute twenty two left on the clock, so they didn't score slowly. They scored pretty quickly. They um, did. So, but but like you said, the, that extra had they time had didn't they been in a different them. mindset, yeah. You take those forty seconds off the clock, and all it. of a sudden you come out in a different mindset. You're running your full two minute offense. They didn't uh-huh. have to run their two minute offense because of the, the they did at the end. They they sped things yeah. up. I thought I thought I think they ran a. At least once on that drive? Yeah, they ran yeah, the football on that the drive. Football. Okay. They were in no hurry. Okay. And it allowed them to settle in, sit back, and run their offense the way they wanted to run it. And that was a terrible decision by Gary Kubiak. That cannot be excused. By, by your own measure, if they threw it and the fade worked, then it... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no, you're right. Yeah. If the fade works, I no, you know, you know what? Yeah. I still wouldn't have liked it. I still wouldn't like the decision. That. It would have like been. It would have worked out, but I still wouldn't like. Liked you said it. the decision to not run the the clock out. I and and let's be honest. It's it's been a Gary Kubiak type of thing to play a little conservative. And so I think he would have been all right. You know, third and was it third and long? I guess yeah. Third and it, it wasn't short. Um, but yeah, third and short. You would think okay, let's just run a dive up the middle, try and center the ball for the kicker, and let's take a six point lead with two minutes left. Uh, but you know, maybe maybe that's what he thought the Saints thought, and then he wanted to do a little. I, that, that's what we, you get into as a that's coach, exactly. And you get you start, you start going down that rabbit in hole, circles. and then all of a sudden you've thought twelve steps ahead of everybody, right, and right, you're right. throwing fade routes to, <laughs> to like your pre-cog. fourth wide receiver. With yeah. yeah, it was a weird game. A um, couple of other things: the Broncos, their quarterback play yesterday was not. Good. Um, yeah, it's they're going to get away with it again. Trevor Simeon's going to get away with being subpar again uh, because they won and because he has control of the locker room. Right. But he was not good. He threw two interceptions. Both of them were really they were, bad. They were bad interceptions. Um, there have been a few Trevor interceptions where I was like, eh, you know, okay, that, that's going to happen. But those were, especially the Kenny Vaccaro, I have no idea what Trevor saw there. No idea. He just didn't see. I know what he didn't see. He didn't he see didn't, Kenny Vaccaro. Right. Because I was going to say, even if DT, it looked like DT stopped and he <laughs> expected DT to keep going. Even if DT keeps going, yeah. he throws it right to Kenny How Vaccaro. about DT, by the way? Oh, I'm so happy he had that game because I... I am a DT fan. I will admit he had a lot of drops last year, and uh, of course that comes at some really inconvenient timing after he got paid, and so that got a lot of fans upset. But yesterday, it just showed me what DT actually is as a, as a player, and you know, it, it wasn't like an insane game. I think it was eight receptions for 87 yards. I mean, and that's a touchdown, not... touchdown, yeah. Yeah, that's not like... That touchdown, whoa, though... That touchdown... It, that tu- uh, here's my thing. I hear I hear these people all the time. Look, Emmanuel Sanders is a really good player. Love his energy, yes. love his effort, love... Good, good hands, tough as nails. Oh, he can take a shot. Great dude. Um, Demarius Thomas is a better receiver. He ain't jumping over a DB in in the in a fade route in the end zone. Yeah, you're I, not I, Emmanuel. I love you, but you're not making that play. The dude. only person on this team that makes that play is Demarius Thomas. And he didn't even have to jump. No, he just he, put his hands up over his helmet and it, like grabbed it from it. And you could see that he he at least kind of <laughs> stopped the DB from. Uh, getting in position and just Demarius Thomas high pointed it and it was just it was it was an incredible thing to see 
And had a couple of one-handed grabs. I too. counted three. I rewatched the highlights. I counted three. The one to start when Trevor threw it behind him and he had to wheel around. Yeah. Then the one. Was I that believe, the Jim Nance reach around? Was uh, that that? It might have been that. Yeah. I think he did say reach around. Then it was the one in in when the Broncos were backed up to the goal line. I think it was in the second quarter, and he reached out and snagged it. And then the third one was when the defensive back was all over him, draped on the shoulder, and he almost. He had his arm down, and the ball came in like this, like you know, and he cradled it like a child, and yeah. it was a one-handed catch. And when I first saw it, it looked like a two-handed catch, but it was another one-handed catch, and it was just a great display of why Demarius Thomas got the contract he did. He's a, he's a great player. He's the best yeah. receiver on this team, um, hands down. Look, Emmanuel's a, a nice player, but but DT is DT when he is right. There's, he's yeah. a top five guy in the league. And he looked um, fast yesterday for someone on and he's one dealing hip. With, and he's dealing with a hip injury, too. <laughs> yeah, that's God. that's the thing. Take everything DT does this season with a grain of salt because he's dealing. He's still dealing with a hip. They won't talk about it, but it, it's still bothering yeah. him pretty pretty bad. Oh, yeah. He um, looks like a grandpa at practice. Yeah, he's, he, he's running. He's jogging yeah. through. His, he's just trying to make it through the day. Um, so, yeah, DT had a nice game. The the defense had a really nice game. Darian Stewart steps up with a, with a big, a fat baller, man. three turnover ball game. Um, really impressive performance from him. They got to lock this guy up. Um, and they got to do it now. They got, he's not, thir- he's uh, under 30. He's got yeah. probably three to four more good years in him. Uh, you got to lock that dude up. Right. You, you got to. It, it, absolutely. And it's not, you know, I think John Elway brought TJ Ward in to try and play the Atwater role. And really, he's Darian, the attitude. Yeah, yeah. But really, Darian Stewart has become the I dare you to come across the middle or you're yeah. going to get lit up type. And uh, the thing I noticed about yesterday was how much speed Darian Stewart has. He doesn't seem like he, he would be a fast safety because of how hard he hits and all that stuff, but he's quick. Yeah. He, he On his first interception, he, you know. Uh, you can see him like fading to the right to try and bait uh, Breeze into thinking he was going right. The minute the ball was snapped, he was on a dead sprint to the left, and he got to the ball and intercepted. It was just an impressive play, and he was just—he was in the right spot at the right times yesterday, and he—he he was a big reason the Broncos even had a shot at winning the game. Yeah, I mean, look, he—he he has become, I think. One of the more important players on that defense because of his ability to hold the back end. Yeah, in zone coverage, he's a you, you trust him against just about anybody in coverage. Right, good run defender, really smart, reads quarterbacks well. Um, good locker room guy. Yeah, he he acts older than he is, which is interesting. He looks to me. older than he is. <laughs> yeah, he's not he's yeah. not thirty yet. He's like I think he's twenty eight. Uh, he's young. Um, he's got years in front of him. I think he and TJ are pretty close to being the same age. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, and and nobody's talking about TJ being being old. But look, uh, the Broncos' defense has issues. I, I was actually pretty impressed with how they handled the Saints' running game. Right, that was the concern coming in. Yeah. Hightower and Ingram. Oh yeah. And the Broncos, without Derek Wolf, uh, handled them okay. I would agree, um, but again, at the same time, they make an extra point. We go, uh, the Broncos' defense just let the Saints on a game-winning touchdown drive, which uh, I can't remember the last I... time the Broncos' defense did that. Um, but but at the same time, I'm not taking any way, anything away from them from holding uh, an offense like that to 24 points. Yeah. Uh, the defense did enough to where the game could have been 
over with before that before the end of the drive. So I'm I'm not going to take anything away, but at the same time they did, you know, at the end when when the Broncos defense has been at their clutchest, I guess, in the years in a few years past, they let it score, but again, without the plays that they made earlier in the game, the Broncos are nowhere near the position to win the game that they were in. I, I don't know if I would have had a problem with with the Broncos defense on that last drive. I would have had more of a problem with the Kubiak decision <laughs> because Drew Brees just made a throw. Right. And, I mean, the guy and, just made yeah, a throw. Yeah, you're, uh, you, uh, sometimes you're just going to make throws. Yeah, the the other team gets paid too. Is, Great is, players are going to make plays exactly. sometimes. So, so okay, I, I, I get that logic. The issues I would have had would have been... <laughs> excuse me, still getting over cold. <laughs> The issues I would have had would have been with um, the Kubiak decision and then whatever god-awful excuse for a last-second drive Trevor Simeon put together. <laughs> Those would have been my issues. Right. Um, <laughs> hey, but you know what? A win is a win for the Broncos. They are a 7-3 football team, and thanks yep. to the Seattle Seahawks last oh, night. man. And the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, the Broncos control their own destiny, not just in the AFC West, but in the AFC. Yeah. They can, despite all the problems, <laughs> despite the San Diego loss, the Atlanta loss. The Raiders the, loss. The Raiders loss. The, the Bron- one seed is still in sight. Broncos can still have home field advantage throughout the playoffs. We will follow it at 5280 Sports Network, 5280sportsnetwork.com throughout the entirety of the season. This week we're going to probably be kind of light a, a, a little bit. Again, it's the bye week. They'll be there today. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see what Gary Kubiak has to say. See how things kind of develop over the week, what the schedule winds up being. But uh, I think uh, Broncos need a buy, and, and people who cover the Broncos need a buy. Yeah. It's a good time for a couple of days <laughs> off. Sit back, relax, uh, enjoy where the Broncos are at. Mm-hmm. Seven and three, Ryan, much better than six and four. Oh, absolutely. Uh, in the meantime, we will be back. Uh, I, well, we may do more this week. We'll definitely be back again on our regular schedule next week. Right. With a bye, it's kind of hard to coordinate schedules. So we may do more shows this week, possibly not. If not, we'll see you on Monday again when they uh, come back, get ready for the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the meantime, for everybody at 5280 Sports Network, he's Ryan Green. He's Jake Marsing. This is 5280 Sports Network.